is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. Welcome everyone to a special edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast presented by Kedco, the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. Hey, uh, pleased to be in the host seat with you today, Alan Tio here, the CEO of Kedco, and this is going to be such a fun discussion today to talk about our MedTech Accelerator Studio program, how we got here to have uh, the first such program that we're aware of, uh, at least within uh, the uh, the listening uh, vicinity uh, of the Clearly podcast. And pleased to be here today with John McDonald, Tom Kilcoin from Next Studios as well as Jody Claypool and Mike Cusick from GemViz. And so how about we start with introductions and I might uh, uh, share just a, a brief preview about KEDCO and our involvement. Uh, KEDCO, of course, is the local economic development organization that serves Kosciuszko County. So our job is to work with companies really at every stage of business and we have a great legacy of entrepreneurship to build on uh, in the community. Uh, I would say it's not because we've tried very hard in the past, so we are working uh, very hard now to make sure that Kosciuszko County is a welcoming place, but that we have also supports uh, to help people on their entrepreneurial journeys, that people, if they have a choice whether to start a company or not, or where to start that company, that they're going to want to take that uh, that risk, that next step, start that new venture in our community. So with that, John and Tom, I'm going to turn things over to you first to share uh, some, some introductions and background. Uh, whoever wants to be the lucky uh, lucky winner uh, to, to help us walk through and understand more about Next Studios. Thanks, Alan, for inviting us to be a part of the podcast today. Uh, tell you a little bit about Next Studios and where we came from. Uh, we got started on this uh, just as the pandemic was starting to break out, April Fool's Day 20, uh, 2010, right? Yeah. Yeah, two weeks before the pandemic. Perfect. Started, exactly. Perfect timing. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, Next Studios is a startup studio or sometimes called a venture studio based here at 16 Tech in, in, in Indianapolis. And really from the beginning, we wanted to do things differently than you would normally see in a venture studio. Normally what you do is you raise a big fund of money uh, and, then, um, and then you use it to come up with your own ideas and fund them yourself. Or if you like somebody else's idea, then you kind of buy it from them and run it for them. Uh, never really liked that idea. <laughs> First of all, if you're setting out to create a big fund, uh, be prepared to spend several years assembling that before you can even get started with the fun stuff. But we kind of didn't like the idea of buying other people's uh, ideas out from underneath them and running them for them. We really wanted to just sort of be a service provider, someone who's like a friend, a colleague, a guide, a coach, not unlike a accountant or a lawyer. Problem with uh, startup companies is they don't have any money, though, <laughs> famously. And so if you're trying to get into the business of helping startup companies do stuff, be prepared for uh, you know, challenges from a sustainability perspective. And so what we struck on was the idea of working with uh, existing organizations, uh, companies, uh, communities, uh, great team at Kedco is a perfect example of this, and helping them with their innovation strategies. Um, they are 
really good paying customers. And that what that does is it allows us to turn around and offer programs to primarily underserved founders um, at no charge to them. And so it's sort of a Robin Hood idea. Um, sort of centers around our B Corp, Benefits Corporation, corporate structure enables that. And uh, and for, for, for what it's worth, the companies that we do work with um, – you know, love this double bounce. They they get their issues and challenges solved, but then they also know that we're helping, uh, you know, with others in the community as well at the same time. So it's pretty cool. Well, and then just to uh, ask you to maybe add on a bit there, John, you mentioned the B Corp status, focusing on promoting entrepreneurship in Indiana. I mean, you've shared with us just, just where we as a state are yeah. starting from as far as, um, you know, not only are, are just the, the um, prevalence or lack thereof of startup uh, activity as well as you know, the importance of startups toward job creation. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a sorry sit situation. Um, the, there's an organization called the Kaufman Foundation. It's in Kansas City, I think, and they do a lot of um, research into things around entrepreneurship. And one of the things that they discovered was that um, there's a sort of myth that it's uh, small businesses that drive the American economy. Uh, small businesses are very important, but it's actually, they found it's new businesses. Businesses that are less than five years old have created all of the new job roles in the American economy going back to 1977, which is when they started the research. Um, This is because existing companies tend to create and destroy jobs at relatively the same rate, but new businesses only create them. Uh, So said more succinctly, no new businesses, no new jobs. Right. The other thing that they do is they rank states based on different sort of statistics around entrepreneurship. Uh, Indiana is uh, 47th out of the 50 states in the percentage of our population that works in startup companies, 47th. Um, <laughs> our friends across the street at the Central Indiana Corporate Partnership didn't believe this, and so they got some money from the Lilly Endowment to hire the Brookings Institution to do another study of this, and they found out that we're 50th. So, I guess the good news is we can only go up from there. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But, but the problem with that, of course, is if you marry those two facts, we're 47th out of 50 states or 50th, and all of the new jobs are created by startup companies. That's bad news. That's a long-term death sentence, right? And so it's now got people all over Indiana um, starting to try to figure out how we're going to solve that problem. Right, and I can tell you that it's only solved locally. Uh, you can't have somebody fly in from Indianapolis and do a couple programs and wave some pixie dust, and then now you're problem solved. Right, it's got to be, in many ways, a coalition of the willing at the local level who want to change the trajectory of the local economy. Right, right. Well, and that's a great segue, uh, Mike and Jody, toward introducing uh, your business that uh, you're starting in the Warsaw area which I believe may be our first med tech startup. You have to check me on that. But GemViz, if you could help us maybe set the stage with a little bit of a, a background on GemViz. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we, we do think we're the first med tech startup in the region. Um, <clears throat> and we started with uh, three founders. And it was actually Jody and our third founder, Viday, who's not with us today, uh, had developed some great ideas and IP and really wanted to go further with it. Um, uh, and coincidentally, we met at a Ketco event, I think back in uh, May or June, and the three of us started discussing this a little further and decided, hey, this is a great opportunity to actually try to develop 
a solution to the marketplace. And so that that was the the genesis of how we started. Now where it plays in a little bit here is all three of us had med device backgrounds, whether it's in product development, business marketing, or medical software. Um, so, but really much more focused on the device side of things. Whereas as we talk about med tech, that's where the industry is going much more towards technology and enabling technologies. And so, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a, a different space for us, the three of us to be in, but we're leveraging our, our long experience in, in devices and orthopedics and software to really build the solution that we're working on. And that's where we are today, right? We're, we're building a software platform that's going to um, consolidate a lot of the patient information that's out there, um, put it in one place so both the doctors and the patients can see all of the information that's needed to make the right diagnosis, to make the right treatment, and to really engage the, tr the patient over time, which is going to result in, in better outcomes overall. So that might be a little longer answer than you wanted, but I tried to get a lot of the, the background detail in there. Well, that's fantastic. Well, actually, that, that's, I think, a great opportunity for us to now maybe look at how, how, how does the development process perhaps typically work in the med device space or, or in, in working with orthopedics where, where Mike and Jody, you spent you know, a lot of your time uh, so far uh, in your careers. And then maybe we could talk from the next studio's perspective, how, how would this be different, you know, working with more of a med tech focus uh, as far as that, that startup process and maybe some of the, uh, some of the things we, we were going to experience, going, or people would experience going through the, uh, the med tech accelerator studio. Yeah, so this is Jody, uh, Jody Claypool. Um, I am typically sitting in Alan's seat, so this is a—it's uh, nice to be able to to be the person being interviewed. Um, I think when we're looking at um, when we're looking at what we're doing right now in Kosciuszko County, um, we have to kind of break down um, the different things that are happening simultaneously. So Kosciuszko County, Warsaw in particular, is uh, I think the common nomenclature for the area is the orthopedic capital of the world. Um, but in reality, what we are is the hip and knee capital of the world. Um, we represent um, physical products made out of metal and plastics. Um, as far as that industry right now at this time. And so that those business units, the hip and knee, the large joint business units are kind of a, a leading indicator for how the med device uh, industry is transitioning from one of a, a metal and plastics focus to one of a, uh, of a more data uh, enrichment focus. So tools that enable the pulling of data out of an episode of care or pushing data into an episode of care. And I think it's, it's where everything is going in general, but for us, it's a really good way to highlight how we see industries evolving and so you, it won't just be selling something in a box, a physical thing in a box. It will be the delivery model. It will be all the information associated with how the stakeholders who have those products engage. And so as we're looking at this county, this the state, this county, and our industry simultaneously, we can also see that there's a, a shift in general in, in all industries to one of more of a data focus and trying to figure out how to utilize uh, data. And that's important because... Where we want to build a business, we see an opportunity for us in our industry, but I think the state needs to also recognize 
that investment potential comes in people who have good ideas, getting the funding to pursue those ideas. And so where, where I hear John uh, and Tom talking is there's a good opportunity for the state at large to find uh, ways of putting those valuable resources to work and at the same time having people like our company who are interested in seeing um, an investment in the next phase of industry get funded uh, to the mutual benefit of everybody, right? So the benefit of the state, benefit of the county, benefit of the industry. And so what we're talking about here is kind of like a multifaceted conversation uh, just from the standpoint that there's so many good good parallel conversations happening simultaneously. So we have a good idea. We think we have a good idea, <laughs> right? We think we have a good idea. We think we have a novel solution. Uh, we think that we're in a place in the industry where people are going. Uh, this county is a good place to build this this technology because it gives us, it invites a new talent pool into an area area or into an industry that's heavily uh, metal and plastics, right? So you've got a lot of machinists, which is great until you no longer have a requirement to machine things, right? And this is where they're talking about, it's kind of a shell game going on right now with the current businesses where you'll, you'll see a med device company that's making a new thing but they haven't created any jobs. They've just taken machinists from existing businesses and moved them over to this new building. And so you're not really generating any, you're not drawing any new talent or any new industry into the area. Whereas what we're saying is we can do that, right? We can invite people to come in and participate in the development of this, this technology, which requires different skill sets. It requires different infrastructure, it requires different partners. And by by inviting that opportunity to happen, we can create an opportunity for the entire area to grow in a different way. Maybe claim, still claim orthopedic capital of the world, but claim the orthopedic capital of the world that's going to be, right? Not the metal and plastics, but the med device, the software side, the electronics hardware, the MEM side. Um, so kind of help this area evolve with the evolution of, of medical devices at large. Jody, I think you make a great point in that um, by, by building this company like Gemviz, you add a whole level of, of supportive infrastructure to the existing businesses. Things like AI, data support, uh, additional software, all of those are in, in effect new businesses for the, for the area. And I think you guys are on the cutting edge of that and it's really, really exciting. Well, the, uh, the trailblazer, the first ones, like you say, the first med tech startup we've had in in the orthopedic sector in Warsaw in the orthopedic capital so um, but I think you know to, to drive home the point I mean we, we what probably nobody nobody does more or better around implants right hips knees and all the instruments the, the hardware but you know there's a, so many opportunities around the software right everything goes with it um, I mean, I'm looking at my iPhone here I mean it's not just making the phone, it's making you know, all the apps, all the, the other services that, that then uh, go into that ecosystem. And that, you know, like any other industry, I think what, what Jody's saying is, is and check me on this, that that's really where the medical device, the orthopedic sector is going. And so the opportunity for, for us as Warsaw, Costco County, State of Indiana to participate and be part of that or, or not uh, is, is really what we're talking about. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I, you know, I, 
when I look at it, each orthopedic company, each medical device company is transitioning to med tech, medical technology, these enabling technologies. It's not just software, it's, it's all the other pieces as you were talking about. And um, <clears throat> that's where you see the investment. You see continuous investment at a smaller level when it comes to the, when we say metal and plastic, the, the implants, the instruments, you know, the, the devices. But the bulk of the energy and dollars is really going towards technology. And when you look at our our local businesses, every um, you know the larger companies. Yeah, yes, we're the first medtech startup, but ZB and Depuy Synthes and others will all are all playing in this market now. But they're not necessarily investing in this area in technology spaces. And he means like the physical area. They're not investing in technology Correct. development in Warsaw. Right. Right. They're they're robotics experts depending on which company you're talking about, might be up in Canada, right? Or if they've got wearable technology, you know, those wearable technologies are being developed where wearable technologies get developed over on the, you know, West Coast or outside the U.S. And so there is an opportunity to to invest in that locally, physically locally in, in Kosciuszko County. We um, frequently talk with um, companies about the different types of innovation. Um, and uh, if you could arrange in your mind just for a minute sort of a two-axis grid uh, where one of them is, uh, you know, deals with existing or new technologies sort of on the scale and, uh, and the other axis is existing or new markets that you're trying to get into. If you're talking about an existing technology in a market you're already in, um, that's a type of, of innovation, an evolutionary of innovation that most companies are pretty good at frankly, just sort of doing a little bit faster, a little bit smarter, a little bit cheaper. If you take the same technology that you have, though, and you enter a new market with it, it's sort of a sustaining innovation. I need to go after new customers with the same thing that I have already doing so I can replace the ones that I lose. If I take a new technology, though, and put it in my new to my existing market, then I'm uh, doing a sort of a radical innovation where I'm bringing something from outer space into our own local community and they're using that as a way to drive new business. But the upper right-hand corner of our graph here, um, this is when you're taking a, a new technology into a new market. Uh, we, we call that disruptive innovation. And the reason it's disruptive is because that's where new startup companies begin. Uh, they are, by definition... Um, a new technology in a new market for them. And so, but the reason why we call it disruptive is because who are they seeking to disrupt? Uh, the existing companies in that marketplace. That's why it's called disruptive. And so the challenge is getting companies and organizations to move from the sort of evolutionary innovation in the lower left-hand corner to, the, to be their own self-disruptors. And that's the thing that holds companies like <coughs> ZB and... and and really any company back because what you don't want to do is screw up the market that you're in and so it tends to make it more challenging to be your own self-disruptor but it's necessary and so uh, as a result what you want to do then if that isn't insufficient for the problem you want to uh, try to work to create a healthy vibrant ecosystem of new startup companies around them so even if they're not able to do that themselves we're helping to evolve that product and uh, that capability right there in place. And so uh, that's why this is such an exciting thing to be working on. 
not only because of the results for companies like you guys' company, but you know what it means for the future of the entire community. You know, I, I would probably just add in, you know, Tom and John can probably comment on this. The the larger companies want to be innovative, but due to kind of what John just mentioned, you know, their size, they don't want to interfere with their current markets. It's really hard for them to get disruptive. But the flip side of that, they are looking at startups and other companies that are disruptive that can either be added on or redirect um, their overall activities as an acquisition opportunity, right? So if, if they see something that fits into their business model, someone else who's got the expertise has the ability or has had the ability to build it into something successful, well, they're going to be very interested in, in possibly acquiring that to, to build out their portfolio and help them transition into this, this newer technology segment. That, that's a good point, Mike, and that dynamic should really help Hopefully, draw more companies uh, to the area uh, because of that um, potential acquisition-rich environment. Fantastic. Okay, so that's a great way to then kind of set the stage for what is the MedTech Accelerator Studio? How does it work? How, you know, help us help us help walk through that. Well, the most visible way to uh, to uh, understand it is to take a look at the activities and the programs that we are uh, driving together in the community. Um, when we think of a studio, we often think of a place, and, and place is important, uh, don't get me wrong, and we need to um, address that um, in an ever-increasing way over time. But um, it's, it's not the first thing you do. <laughs> Uh, a lot of communities have made mistakes, frankly. They've, they've created a co-working space or you know, some sort of incubator space, and they have a ribbon cutting, and um, you know, then everybody goes away, and then they wonder why nothing happens next, right? Basically stays empty. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And it's because you, it's the last thing you do, not the first thing you do. You have to, it's capital and then talent and then, and then place in that order. You raise money. So you can hire people, and then they need a place to work. It's that order. But that, that means that you can get started with your efforts around capital and talent development before you figure out the place that it's going to be in, and that's what we've been doing. Uh, so the most visible thing is to see the work that we're doing related to talent, and that's specifically the talent of the entrepreneur. Uh, we've been running a series of events starting with a call-out that we're going to do again here coming up soon in January. Um, so people that want to scratch the itch can learn a little bit more about what's going on and how they can be a part of it, depending on what role they want to play. That then has been segueing into some events that we do for existing companies that help them to understand some of the things that are holding them back from being more innovative. Uh, and then uh, sort of the flagship is something that we call Discovery Workshop. And Discovery Workshop is, a, is an incubator program designed for people with new startup ideas. And so all of that is in the service of developing the talent on the ground who can and, and, and then for is able to take an idea forward and form a company around it. Uh, simultaneously, uh, we've been hard at work on the capital issue, which is... How do we bring more dollars to the table locally so that people who are budding startup entrepreneurs have access to that most necessary component uh, that can kind of get you going? 
Um, that goes through a progression, frankly, as the company begins and then evolves and then sort of grows. Uh, and the sources of that capital will change along the way, depending on the status of the company and, and where it's at in its life cycle. But what we've observed in communities, and frankly, in this one too, uh, the huge capital issue is at the very beginning. Um, it's the what they frequently call friends and family and fools money, fools being you, <laughs> right? And the first dollars into a company. Uh, if you do not have access to resources, um, a lot of ideas die right there. And so what we've been working on is bringing a community impact fund to bear uh, in the local community. And what that does is it's a venture fund, basically, but it's designed to be oriented towards those first dollars in. The pre-seed money is what it's called in that business. And it does that by tapping philanthropic sources for the money. So instead of uh, giving a grant, if you will, to the startup company, it's an equity investment, but the money comes from philanthropic sources. And the reason that's significant is because that money is very de-risked. Uh, it was given to the fund. They can't get it back even if they want to. And what that allows you to do is have freedom to invest it in very early stage entrepreneurs, very early stage ideas, maybe in people that have not done this before, all the things that would turn away uh, traditional venture capital are sort of dealt with effectively through the community impact fund structure. So we are working on capital and talent in place, right, kind of in parallel uh, so that we have all of the necessary elements uh, going and working. And it's sort of the visual manifestation of that is these events that we hold throughout the course of every every uh, every quarter. Yeah, one great point I'd add is these community funds are, are very local, um, but both geographically and, and conceptually. It's really the, the local community supporting, uh, if you will, these um, brave uh, startups like GemViz who are willing to, to lean in and, and take a risk. Uh, so... Know, a lot of that uh, helps support the community, but also gets that first money into these companies so they can, they can move it forward and take that first step forward. Fantastic. And, and okay, so then, then Mike and Jody, you are, are helping us, again, as our trailblazers here. Uh, what, what does that meant for you in terms of, of um, your experiences, uh, you know, starting GemViz, you know, the support you received from uh, participating in in the medtech uh, program with us and working with with John and Tom and their team. You know, I, I giving it some thought. It's I, I kind of summarize it in: you don't know what you don't know. It would have been very easy for the three of us as founders with decades of experience of launching new products products to just say, "Yeah, we know how to do this. We can do this," and we'd probably get to it. But I think working with Next has uh, really helped bring a lot of focus. Uh, created a lot of awareness to those things that we didn't know as a startup, which is a lot different than when you're working for a large corporation with all sorts of dollars and resources and and maybe even time available. Um, so it's really helped bring a lot of structure to what we were initially doing and optimized our time. I think, um, you know, it's called an accelerator for a reason. There's no doubt that um, that focus and structure early on got us months ahead to make sure that we really had a well-defined product and customer base opportunity. You know, Mike, that door swings both ways. Um, you guys, all three of you, had put the time and effort into this. 
Um, you've carved out, you know, you know, hours in your schedule and worked with John and I. And again, we, we think the effort really shows. And I know you've had a couple of uh, pretty exciting pitches lately. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's been worth it on both sides of the fence here. Yeah, and that's what I'd say it's also developed to, right? We are a, with, with, with what we're doing, we're likely going to need investment, which is a whole new animal for all of us. We're currently in that fool's stage that I think uh, John or Tom mentioned earlier, uh, but we are looking at investment that's going to be able to take us to the next level. And I think that's, you know, again, not having a background in this space, having um, individuals such as Next that we can talk to that have gone through this process that we can get um, great independent advice, right? A lot of times you're talking to other people that might have a vested interest one way or the other, um, but just to get their uh, their perspective on it, um, the opportunity, what to consider, what not to consider, just to understand it, again, has you know, a, a, an hour conversation puts us weeks ahead of trying to figure out, not even weeks, months ahead of trying to figure it out ourselves. So again, having the resources available wh when we've needed along the way has been um, just incredibly helpful to us to get us where we are today. Fantastic. And, you know, we are working, I don't want to overlook, we're working to, to set up that local impact investment fund. Um, Mike, Jody, your team, you're a bit ahead of us, but we will catch up with having access to the local uh, impact investment fund. Nonetheless, uh, thanks to support from Costasso County, from uh, Don Wood Foundation, and now from the city of Warsaw, we are able to offer the program uh, to uh, uh, startups, to entrepreneurs at no cost, which means you can put the dollars you do have, the pennies you have available uh, toward uh, you know, working on that, that, that your plans on your, your prototypes, et cetera. So, so minor detail, but don't want to make, sh make sure to uh, overlook that or don't want to overlook that. Um, Mike, I know you had some feedback, uh, in a separate discussion last week on, you know, how, how might individuals even from existing companies in the area, uh, participate or, or, or you know, uh, you know, if, if people have an idea they could, could work on within an existing firm in the area, or if they want to go off on their own, I mean, uh, don't have to be a serial entrepreneur to come through the program and work with us. No, not at all. And I think that's that's where I was saying you don't know what you don't know. And there's, there's really no risk to an in individual, whether you have an idea to start talking with, um, to go through this process, or whether you, you're thinking that you might want to do something on your own and you don't have the idea yet. I think, you know, connecting with Ketco and Next are, are both, val you know, in that scenario can really help you understand what you like doing and what direction you might want to take with it. One of the things I think would be great too over time is the, the idea that as we create this community in Kosciuszko County that of, of entrepreneurs like Jody and, and Mike and Vinay and that team, they can start to also work with each other. Um, having friends in the same space, trying to do the similar things, uh, oftentimes you come up with great ideas and and those are the best resources to, to help out and to coach each other. You know, that's something that uh, Brad Feld writes about in his Startup Communities book, which is must read for anybody that is uh, the least bit interested in this topic of how you do this. He, it's kind of a duh when you hear it, but he devotes a huge amount of that book to this idea that if you want to uh, have a successful entrepreneurial community, what you need to put at the center of it is entrepreneurs, 
<laughs> but the reason it doesn't often happen that way is because groups of entrepreneurs aren't usually the people that get the ball first when it comes to trying to figure out how to create an entrepreneurial community, right? And so we are very, very excited about what Tom just said as we have more people step forward through these call-outs, more entrepreneurs from these existing companies raise their hand and say, I want to be a part of this, more startup entrepreneurs like these guys step forward. What we'll, what we're going to be definitely driving towards and, and, and working to foster aggressively uh, is a community of these people, right? And uh, we'd love to see them start to meet on their own, you know, and just get together and yeah, swap actually, stories. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a good point, John. One, one of the things we tend to measure uh, when we do a workshop is if we're doing our job well, by the third day, it's usually a three-day intensive workshop, by the third day, John and I are talking a lot less than the rest of the people in the room, and that's when we feel like we've had a successful session. Yeah, so they talk to each other and become right. their own exactly. focus group in many ways. So, yeah, it'll be exciting to see that. Yeah, well, just add to that, I mean, we'd love to be involved with something with that. I think it's fair. I can speak for Jody on that one, too. Um, the first comment I would have would be that I, we're incredibly humbled by the discussions, support, et cetera, we've had in this county, whether it's KEDCO or OrthoWorks or the city. Anyone we talk to is just trying to do whatever they can to make sure we're successful. And I don't think every community gets that, but I certainly feel it here. But I think it builds into this opportunity to to develop a, um, a council, for lack of a better term, of the community members who are involved. Because while this region doesn't have the history necessarily in the technology side, it probably has some of the deepest history um, across orthopedics and medical devices on Everything from developing a product to running a business in this space to, you know, we have leaders, we have board members, we have engineers, we have consultants. It's, we have an incredibly strong knowledge base in our county that if we can pull a lot of that expertise together and to be a sounding board for entrepreneurs and startups and just people thinking about it, I, I think it, it would just be an incredible opportunity. Well, we're going to put that on the... Um must-do list in 2023 and start to get that going because I couldn't agree more. It's super important and very cool. So we uh, that's a, a great segue toward our January 18th uh, kickoff, our call-out for uh, 2023. We are scheduling our next Entrepreneur Social event on January 18th, uh, only, what, four weeks, four weeks from today. Uh, January 18th at Dream On Studios, uh, exciting startup uh, focused on audiovisual and storytelling in the community. They have that beautiful space uh, over in North Point uh, Drive in Warsaw. So we'll have our, our next Opera Social event, our call out for the uh, MedTech Accelerator Studio, the next cohort uh, on January 18th. And so look forward to, to seeing you all there and welcoming uh, another group uh, to learn about the program, uh, hopefully to participate in the program. But, but just as much to bring together entrepreneurs and people who, who in the community support entrepreneurs together as part of that community building effort. Um, we did, uh, we brought together two entrepreneur social events and a call out meeting this year in 2022. Look forward to doing that on a more regular basis in 2023. And 
uh, to Tom's point, I think one of the success factors will be if, if the folks that we see at those events start to meet on their own mm -hmm. and start to find some things to work on together, mm -hmm. uh, that really will be that, that it, it's not just us as organizations, it's, it's also that uh, see that people are, are investing and, and want to help build that community of entrepreneurs and, and support each other. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Right on. Well, any closing thoughts, Jody or Mike? Uh, we're very appreciative of everything um, you guys are doing, all the support we've gotten, and um, we're definitely excited to see all of this stuff um, getting developed. Um, and as we're participating, I, I know uh, you need we as a community need to have that like group that goes first, right? Got to have the got to have the entrepreneurial people who kind of can can litmus test the processes that get in place and, and be the first ones to build these relationships and be kind of the, the, the group that says, Hey, this is worth doing. And so we're those people and this is worth doing. <laughs> cool. Great. And John, Tom, we're just amen. Ditto. And so, so glad to be in partnership with, with you, and the team and with Don Wood and the city of, of Warsaw and, it's just an amazing thing is happening here and it, it's definitely a pattern and a prototype and uh, we see it as we talk to different communities they're asking questions what's going on what are you guys doing there how's that working uh, we're definitely out in front here and it's it's a fun place to be yeah we're big supporters as you guys know of entrepreneurs and once you get the fever you kind of never go back so we're excited for everybody I'm looking forward to doing more of it next year fantastic well I'll just say as we wrap up, um, you know, one of the things we, we laid out early in our, our uh, relaunch of Kedco about four years ago is, is you know, we'll, be, we'll become known for the problems we solve, right? And so we know that every, every community in Indiana is trying to, to really work to address uh, job growth, job creation, uh, and we've established here today entrepreneurship you know, is, is something we have a great legacy to build on in the Costco County area, but also, you know, such an important part of, of what we do going forward. Uh, as we we work to build and, and the economy and, and look toward creating jobs and, and new ventures, new startup ventures in the community. And so excited to be on this journey with you all together. I uh, look forward to seeing uh, so many people, so many friends at the call-out event on January 18th. We'll have more details to share uh, by email and at our website and via social media. But otherwise, uh, this has been a great uh, takeover of the Klinikoskoska podcast. Thank you, John, Tom, Mike, and Jody. And thank you to our producer, Katie. And from here at 16 Tech, we'll sign off. Clearly, Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.